Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. One of the truisms about relationships is that good communication is a necessary but not sufficient component for it to be successful. The reason? It really does matter what level you're communicating at. And most of a couple's communication exists at the surface level. It's the simple day-to-day interactions that last from a few seconds to a few minutes. Things seem okay on the surface, but trouble may be lurking just beneath. And when one of you tries to tap into that deeper level, disagreements and arguments are often the result. So one or both of you back off, nothing gets resolved, and resentment and unhappiness begin to creep in. So how can you avoid this fate in your relationship? Well, I'm so glad you asked, because to help answer that question, I'm joined by fellow marriage and family therapist, Carol Cullen. Carol, thanks so much for coming on the show. And once again, people are always like, we're talking about communication again. But it's really <laughs> hard to have a relationship if we, you know, without good communication. Absolutely. And thank you, Leslie, for having me on your show. I'm so excited to be here to talk about this very important issue. And, you know, I find that I talk about emotional communication to my clients every single day. And sometimes they know what I'm talking about, and sometimes they give me a blank stare and look at me with their head tilted to the side, and they don't know what I'm talking about. Well, and that's really why I wanted to have you on the show, because you wrote a blog titled, The Overwhelming Importance of Emotional Communication in Relationships. And I'm thinking, emotional communication. I never thought about it that way. I found the idea completely fascinating. So let's start at the very beginning. I sound like Marie in The Sound of Music. Um, Can you define what emotional communication is? Absolutely. And, you know, when I'm working with clients and they share their feelings, they feel like that's good communication. They're like, I am communicating my feelings because I'm being (laughs) honest about what's going on with me right now. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and, Yeah. And they are. They're sharing their feelings. Like, I'm really angry with you. You're being such a jerk. And I'm really frustrated with you. And they're like, I am expressing my feelings. And they are. (laughs) It is honest. Mm -hmm. It is honest communication around their feelings. But it's not good emotional communication. And what we mean by good emotional communication is knowing what's underneath those feelings of anger or frustration and being able to communicate that. That's good emotional communication. Right. It's, yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's what I always love. It's like, you know, well, we are communicating. It's like, well, yes, calling each other names and and, and telling people how stupid they are. (laughs) Yes, that is communication. It's just not very productive. Um, yes, and it's filled with lots of emotion, but, you know. And so, yeah, I mean, I've always talked about, when I talk to my clients, I talk about um, the issue level of conversation where you're actually talking about, and, and I call it the issue swamp because nobody wants to go there. It's Ooh, all those, it's I all like those that. Non- I like that. <laughs> it's like those non-tangible things that it's like they're icky and, and they're uncomfortable and I don't want to go in there and, but that's where all the information is. That's, that's what, what's underneath. You know, I had a, 
he's been a guest on the show before, um, a, a gentleman, Matt Fry, who, wrote, who writes a blog, um, and he was writing you know, letters to shitty husbands, number one, 15, number 24, you know, he was going through all this. And he was saying, you know, <laughs> the reason why he got divorced was because he left dishes in the sink. And I'm going, Matt, that is not the reason why you got divorced. <laughs> that is so not it. That is so not but, it. But that's what the arguments were always about, right? Because, right. yes, the dishes on the sink really bothered his wife, but that's not, you know, but it was like, again, that's that surface level. They're being honest right. about it. She's, she's telling him, I don't like this, but that's not what's going on, Right. You know, right, so, like, so, so for example, yeah, so for example, she's saying, you know, I'm really upset that you're leaving the dishes in the sink, and you never help me with the kids, and you're always working late, and I'm just fed up, right? That's, she's being <laughs> honest, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. good emotional communication is about understanding the underlying emotion that's driving that, right? So taking a minute and stepping back and saying, okay, I'm feeling really angry right now. I'm frustrated. But what's really going on? What, what really uh-huh. are the underlying needs, the core desire that I have that's not being met here? Am I uh-huh. feeling lonely? Am I feeling taken for granted? Am I just feeling overwhelmed with my responsibilities? So really going beneath and exploring your inner world first to understand what's uh-huh. going on. And then the second part is the hardest part is then communicating that in a gentle way to your partner and oh, being like able to say to them that. <laughs> right? Gentle. That's yeah. So, right. so first it's exploring your inner world and your own emotions to understand what's going on with you. But then the key is, can you communicate that in a gentle way to your partner? For example, um, you're always working late. Um, and no, 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 that's, that's the harsh way, right? Like you're always working late right. and you never take time to help me, right? That's the harsh way. Mm-hmm. The gentle way is, you know, um, I've been feeling pretty lonely lately and overwhelmed with the kids. And, you know, I, I really need for us to spend some time together and maybe for us to take turns taking care of the children in the evening. Because now you're sharing, like, I feel lonely. I feel overwhelmed. You're sharing the underlying emotions. And when you, when you communicate this way, like, you disarm your partner a little bit, Right. Because now they're like, well, mm-hmm. whoa, wait a minute. What do I do with that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I yeah, I mean, that? it's like lonely. you're describing that. It's like I, I feel lonely and, and, and I miss our being together. Now, who's going to get upset with somebody saying, I miss you? I mean, that's like, right. It's easy to become defensive when you feel criticized, when mm-hmm. you feel like you're being blamed uh, or called, you know, selfish or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, not very thoughtful. It's easy to get defensive and you don't hear the underlying need. Um, but when someone comes at you in a disarming way and says, I'm just feeling lonely and I'm really feeling hurt and, and taken advantage of and just not, um, not respected here and overwhelmed, it's hard to get angry with that person. You really want to hear it. I mean, you want to meet that need when it's someone you care about. You want to be there for them. So communicating that way is better emotional communication. That's what it's about is going to those yeah. deeper feelings. I love it. And so in the, in the piece, you talked about one of the requirements to be able to communicate in an emotional way is vulnerability, the, the V word. Oh, I <laughs> so, know. I know. Um, you know what makes Men sense, tend to not like that word very much, not to generalize, well, but vulnerability well, is a no. scary word. 
Yeah, it's a, well, I mean, and, and obviously these people have never listened to Brene Brown's TED Talk on vulnerability, otherwise they would understand <laughs> that vulnerability is actually not a weakness, but um, it is scary. That's though. right. That's and right. So, vulnerability is a superpower mm-hmm. if you can use it the right way. Yeah, and, and it does, you know, this kind of communication does require being intentional and taking risks with your partner because you're sharing something that's, um, very sensitive to you, right? A part that you don't really open up to your partner about very much. Vulnerability means taking off your armor and exposing a part of yourself that can be hurt, that uh-huh. can feel rejected, that can feel betrayed if you open up and your partner doesn't respond well, right? It's scary to do that. It's a risk, but it's a brave risk because without taking that risk, you're not going to be able to have a secure, safe relationship, a, a complete bond with your partner that feels secure. Um, there's no, you'll have a superficial relationship, not a deep, right. connected, intimate relationship, right? But in order to have vulnerability, it requires trust. And this is why it's difficult sometimes and what gets in the mm-hmm. way of partners being able to do this, right? You have to trust that if I expose myself and take off my armor, you're not going to hurt me. And that's scary. Well, well, and I sort of actually put a slightly different spin on this. Um, oh, I want to hear it. Yeah, because um, um, the the thing is, is that I have to be okay with being hurt, Ooh, and which yes, is, which yes. is it's a which risk. is really right, which is really tough because you know um, it's the question I always talk about is the is the hurt intentional, right? right. Because. Because sometimes, you know, I mean, I remember years ago, I've told this story before, where my, my son was applying to colleges and, and something that he had done had made me, you know, had made me kind of sit up and go, okay, I need to be more involved in this than I had been. And so I, you know, I was asking him about the due dates and stuff, and he looked at me and he goes, Mom, when did you get to be such a nag? And my husband heard oh. it and started and laughed, right? And, and right. so later on that, so later on that day, I went to my husband and I said, remember, that, we, were out, we were out to dinner, I said, remember that conversation between me and, and Drew this morning? He goes, yeah. And I said, and we called me a nag, and he goes, yeah. And I said, and, and you laughed, and he said, yeah. I said, well, that really hurt my feelings. And he goes, oh, I'm so sorry, because I knew at the time he did not mean to hurt my feelings, but I was hurt. Right. Right. So I, mean, yes. I knew there yes. was no intention there. His intention, it was more like, I'm hurt and he doesn't know it, and so how do I share that with him to go, you know, that was an owie this morning. And he goes, oh, you know, and then he was loving and very apologetic and, you know. Yeah. You know, and, and, but, but, it's but that so was true. the difference. Is that yeah, and I think that most people don't want to hurt their partners. That's not their intention. And right. having that positive perspective is so important, right? Looking at your partner and being able to say, I see you in this positive way as someone who I trust and is going to have my back and is, cares about my health and well-being, but sometimes, unintentionally, I may get hurt by your actions. But seeing them in that positive light is so important to building trust. Well, and, 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 and the flip side is, is that I want to be given that same benefit of the doubt. I want to be yes. given that because, because I am going to hurt him. And for me, the difference is, mm-hmm. is it happening on purpose? Because if somebody, I mean, I mean and, and you and I both know this happens, right? <laughs> I mean, oh, yes. All know, too well. Like, 
you know, you don't, you don't call your partner nasty names unintentionally. That means you're like, I'm sorry, That's those words true. don't come out of your mouth accidentally. Um, but, yes. but, but we are going to get hurt. I mean, that's one of the things that I, remember, I remember working with a couple many years ago, and I asked her, I said, what is the one thing you want? And, he, and she said, I want him to never hurt me. And I just, and I, I, I just did the oh. you know, head in the hands going, oh, okay, Yeah, oh, gosh, not possible because in relationships, we are going to get hurt because we're all human and none of us are perfect, and we will make mistakes. The key is, are they intentional is first, right? I think that's a very important part of the equation. But then do we try to repair it? And how do we try to repair it in a way that makes our partner feel safe with us that we're not going to continue this hurtful behavior? That's so important. And and we're going to get to that in just one minute, but I have to remind people that this is Happily Ever After. It's just the beginning on webtalkradio.net. And I'm talking with fellow marriage and family therapist, Carol Cullen, about a particular kind of communication that's necessary for, good or for a good relationship. And it's called emotional communication. So if you and your partner spend most of your time on the day-to-day interactions that just keep life moving, but stay away from connecting on a deeper level, you're not alone, but your marriage may feel stuck and disconnected and it doesn't have to stay that way. Developing the ability to communicate on a deeper level is possible, and I can help. So if you want more connection in your marriage, then take a moment and schedule a free, no obligation, create your happily ever after strategy session with me. You can contact me by email at leslie, L-E-S-L-I, at foundationscoachingnc.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S coaching and is in Nancy C as in Charlie.com or you can reach me by telephone at area code 919-924-0463. Again, that's 919-924-0463. And I want to get back to talking with Carol about this and we were just right on the edge of talking about how couples can do it. And another requirement you talk about for emotional connection is emotional intelligence. So, and I think that's yes. kind of what we're, you were talking about right before the break. So can you define what this is? And, and this is actually something that people can develop. And so if you could talk a little bit about that, that would be great too. Yes, absolutely. So emotional communication is being able to know yourself and understand your own emotions and then communicate that to your partner. Emotional communication is necessary um, for emotional intelligence. And this requires the ability to empathize and validate your partner's experiences. So Mm -hmm. learning to read your partner's emotions and trying to put yourself in their shoes for a moment and understand what it must be like to feel that emotion is so important. And then communicating to them, I know what that must feel like. And you're not alone in that feeling. I have felt that way myself at some point. I have felt that way before. Uh And communicating that makes them feel not so alone and that their emotions make sense and and that they're accepted. And it's a huge part of being able to emotionally communicate with your partner is being able to identify that in someone else. And this takes practice. Not everyone is good at this. They don't teach this in school. Well, actually, you know what? They do teach it now. My fifth grader learned it last year. They're teaching emotional intelligence in school. It's amazing. And I'm so happy to hear that (laughs) because they for sure didn't teach it when I was going to school. 
Well, and, you know, and, and as you're talking about what emotional um, intelligence is, about being able to empathize, and I know, and, and again, I am, I'm, I'm going to tell my husband I'm not male bashing. This is, please stop that. But, um, but the way society has been, and thank goodness it, it does seem to be changing, a lot of men have been raised to not understand their own emotions so they really don't understand their partner's emotions. They don't, uh, they don't understand why dishes on the sink are so upsetting or why, you know, somebody's crying or, you know, because, because you know, they, they've been cut off in a lot of cases from their own emotions, which it's I think true. is what we're talking about in terms mm-hmm. of being learning how to communicate on an emotional level is first you got to figure out your own emotions and then you have to be able to respect your partners even though you think they're crazy how could you how could you feel this way <laughs> it's so true i think that we are all taught to some degree that you know just push past your emotions and move forward don't sit with sad emotions that's not going to fix anything the way we fix right. something is by moving forward and mm-hmm. not really sitting with those emotions. So oh. we learn to quickly push them away and dis- or disregard them and in ourselves. So being able to identify and recognize them and then sit with those feelings in our partner is, is hard, especially if you've caused those feelings. If you have made your partner feel bad, you don't want to hear about that. You don't want to feel your own bad feelings. Do you now want to hear how you've upset your partner? Probably not. That just feels terrible. Why would I want to do that? <laughs> right. It's like right? I, didn't, I didn't say that, or even if I did say it, it wasn't that bad, and you're just being too sensitive. And, yeah, I mean, it was like, right. I, I hear that one a lot. You're just being sensitive. Right. Yeah. But how it means so much to your partner, if you could just turn to them and say, it, re- it makes sense to me that you would feel lonely. It makes sense mm-hmm. to me that you are feeling overwhelmed. I can see how much you're doing, and I have been working a lot, and, and I want to make that better for you. Oh, gosh, what a gift that is to hear that. And you can just see mm-hmm. the partner just, their whole, their body language just changes. They have a sigh of relief, their, their shoulders kind of relax. I can see it in the room when it's happening, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It is like a superpower. It really is. And, and the one thing that, that I want to say is that, that men, be, men need to, be, to feel heard and accepted for their emotions as well because, I mean, yes. as, as I'm sitting here, you're talking, you know, the, the scenario is the woman's lonely because he's working, and I can hear him but I'm working for you and the kids. That's right. <laughs> and, That's right. And, you know, yeah. And, and, and so it's important for both sides to be able to kind of step outside their own feelings to be able to see it from the other person's perspective. It's, it's not yeah, that. Absolutely. It's just, Learning it's not to, that for her to reciprocate. Right. It's not that my feelings are right and yours are wrong. Both of our feelings are right. And how do we let them out? Mm-hmm. In, yeah. In, when in my client, I try to tell my clients, if you're going to live in a space of who's right and who's wrong or, or try to convince your partner to agree with your perspective, we've already, um, you know, went down the wrong path for this, you know, for this conversation. It's right. about there's two perspectives. Both of them are your realities and are true for you and need to be heard, validated, and accepted. And then we come up with how do we make this feel better next time? 
But it starts uh-huh. with both realities being accepted. And so maybe the wife can turn to the husband with some assistance, you know, and say, I know how hard it must be for you. You don't want to be away from your family, but you're, you're struggling right now to make an income and keep your job. It's such a difficult time in the economy and in the world. And I know that's hard for you too. And then to hear me tell you I'm lonely, um, knowing that you want to be with me and not away at work must also be hard for you. And that, that can mean a lot as well in reverse. So it goes both ways. They both well, need and, to do it for each other. Well, and that's, you know, and, and, and that's the hard part because I think it's hard enough for us to do it ourselves to go, okay, you know, let me, let me go jump into my issue swamp and figure out why I got so upset <laughs> by this thing. And, you know, and then, and, then come, and then come and present it in a non-attacking way. Um, you know, and, and I do think that it can be very difficult when people, you know, when couples don't necessarily have an experience. So, so just as a, for instance, my, my, hus- my in-laws were married almost 50 years. I mean, and they would have been married longer except my father-in-law died. I mean, they, you know, mm-hmm. so my, and, and I came, my parents were divorced. So my husband mm-hmm. didn't have, you know, so, so there would be certain things that would happen. It's like, he tried to throw me a surprise party for a big birthday and he'll make that mistake again. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> because I, you know, because, you know, I, I went, I went a little crazy with that. Um, and, and so when I'm, <laughs> when I'm losing my mind over him planning the surprise party for me, he's looking at me like, okay, honey, please help me understand what's going on with you because, you know, and my kids actually looked at him and it's like, is mommy okay? And he's like, I'm not sure. <laughs> and it did, it, it took How it wonderful took of him to ask, though, what's going on for you, right? Well, yeah, because, well, because I was acting in a very unlike me way. And, you know, and I finally, you know, and I finally was able to, I actually had to go and figure out what the heck that was about, how how he had gone from cleaning the house, and this is my stepmother who told me, so you're the only one I knew who would lose her mind because her husband was cleaning the house, but okay. Um, <laughs> you know, but, but, it was, but it was actually this issue, you know, this thing that I had gotten to my head, he was leaving. He was oh. like, yeah, because he was doing very, un, you know, he was being very secretive and he was doing these things. Oh. Yeah, because so that's was, so important. That's so important yeah. to recognize in yourself that there was something there that was creating some anxiety for you and you were worried and you didn't quite know what, you know, I think our body speaks yeah. to us in so many ways and it's yeah. so important to listen to your body and the messages that it's giving you. And sometimes we, uh, in the moment, can incorrectly read those messages. Mm-hmm. So it's important to just take a minute, sit back, and really experience what's going on for you and try to understand what is our body trying to tell us? Because it's important, and our body understands things that our mind doesn't always get right away. Well, and, anyway. that's, well, and, that's, and that's the thing that I think people have to understand about emotions, because I know that there's, you know, um, there, are, there, are, there are certain people in the world who think emotions are unnecessary and they're ridiculous, <laughs> and it's like, no, they're what keep us alive, because it is. It's what, you yes. know, our body interprets threat. And we're going to town on whatever that threat is before yes. we kick in our cognitive brain, which is the one going, yeah, no, that's not a snake, that's a stick. It hasn't moved in the last five minutes. Calm down. You're not going to be, be bitten. But, that's but, I right. want to but our body speaks the truth. Right. And, and we just have to unpack it and go, what is that about? 
Um, but the last thing you talk about in about emotional communication, which I found really interesting and one that I personally find a bit challenging, is that emotional communication takes creativity. So, okay, can you explain what this is and what it looks like to be creative in our communication? Yes, absolutely. So I think, you know, it's definitely important to begin with verbalizing your emotions, right, to your partner. Mm -hmm. That's where it begins, like sharing what's going on with you and verbalizing that to your partner. Um, Uh And doing that, I think there's no such thing as over-communication in a relationship. We need to communicate, Uh ask questions, what's going, like what your husband did, like what is going on for you right here? (laughs) There's no way to over-communicate in a relationship in this way. But we can also communicate non-verbally and through our gestures and expressions to let our partner know we see you, we hear you, we know what's important to you. And let them know that they are, um, their thoughts, feelings, beliefs are important to you. And there are different ways to do that. And, and some simple ways are if you know your partner likes flowers and you know they're having a hard day, you can bring flowers home. Um, mm-hmm. If you know that it's important to them to have family dinners together, um, you know, make sure that you aren't running late um, and you're home for dinner. That's important. Um, be there for them. Leave special messages around the house because you know that throughout the day they may be having a rough day and they need a little pick-me-up during the day. These are ways that you're communicating to your partner emotionally, but not verbally, you're important to me. And I want you to know that I think of you and I know what's important to you and I'm I'm being intentional about the way I want to communicate that to you. And getting creative is okay. I had one client that took out a dozen eggs out of the refrigerator and wrote special messages on every egg and then put it back in because they were (laughs) going to be traveling. And they knew that their partner was going to make eggs for breakfast and they would see that, that message on the eggs. And that always stuck with me. I thought, wow, really, that's intentional. That's planning. That's thinking about how my partner is going to be feeling while I'm traveling and I want them to know I'm thinking about them. And they were creative, and I love that. And and it's funny, as you mentioned that, I just remembered something that my husband did because back when we first met, um, I I worked in retail, so I always had to dress nicely, so I was always wearing high-heeled shoes. And and the first Mm -hmm. thing I would do when I came home was pick my shoes off. And so they were all over the house. And he would say, (laughs) he would ask me to pick up my shoes, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one day I came home from work and I opened the door and there were probably six or seven pairs of shoes walking towards the bedroom from the front door <laughs> to the and I just and I just burst out laughing. I thought that is the most cre I mean and I did. I just scooped up all the shoes and took I mean, but I thought, Oh my God, how brilliant. Yeah. That's <laughs> so awesome. That's he, so I mean he he very creatively told me, It's like, could you please pick your shoes up? But he was, you that's know. That's right. Like, and I have no idea yes, what, 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 for sure. what got him to do that. But it's like, okay, this is, this is creative because he's been asking me. I'm going, you know, I've been doing the yeah, yeah, yeah kind of thing. It's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and, and because it was so creative and out of the box, you got the message. You got the I meaning did. behind that. Yeah. yeah. And, and I like I your husband. It. He's creative. Yeah, and, and literally, I literally, I burst out laughing because I knew it's like, okay, I get it. 
but, but it, you know, it wasn't. And, you know, and it's really interesting. I'm sure you're familiar with um, Michelle Wiener Davis. Um, oh, yeah. But, but one of the things that she, that she says, and, and it, because women are very much talkers for the most part, and men mm-hmm. are action takers. And so sometimes the better way to get messages across from a, from a woman to her man is, is, is to take action and not talk it to death. But that requires some creativity about what, you know, how could I, how could I put this in a nonverbal message? That's right. Absolutely. And for me, a lot of times with my husband, the way that I show him I'm paying attention and I know what he's looking for in our relationship at times, like his love languages, when we do a project together. So mm-hmm. we're doing a, lots of renovations in our home right now. It's an older home, and so we're in the midst of all these. But he, that's how I show him I'm paying attention. We'll paint a room together, or we'll pick out paint together, or we're you know, picking out stain for the floor together, and then we'll actually do some of the work of cleaning up the house together. And that's his love language. Like I buy, in, in no way, shape, or form do I want to do any of that stuff. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, what, what I know that's his love language. would be doing it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other day he said to me, hey, would you like to come and clean out the garage with me? <laughs> and I know he, was, he wanted to, sp- I knew he wanted to spend time with me. I'm like, wow, let me, I need to think about my answer before it comes off my lips here. And um, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds great. Let's do that. Well, and it's interesting because you were talking, we were talking earlier about um, making repair or, or just making invitations. And that was, and you know, and that was an, an invitation from your husband that that yes. could have gotten missed. Absolutely, we call that a bid for connection. So that was mm-hmm. his way of bidding for my attention or connection with me. And I had an opportunity there. It's like a sliding glass door opportunity, right? We can we can either turn towards and be, have a positive response, or turn away, or you know, or against, which is like an angry response. But mm-hmm. I chose to turn towards in that moment, and that is money in the bank in your relationship. Every time you turn towards your partner, you're putting money in the bank, and you are building a more positive perspective in your relationship where you can see your partner as someone who is on your side and cares enough right. about your well-being to be there for you. And it builds trust. So it's mm-hmm. those small things that build trust. Right. And so it, so it, will, be easier, it, will, it will be easier when you have that, when you've banked those positive emotions to, to when you're not, when you're struggling with something, your, your relationship has enough give in it to absorb those those times when when it it isn't smooth sailing when when something is right. really creating a, an issue for for one because quite frankly if there's an issue for one of you there's an issue for both of you and absolutely <laughs> uh, yeah and you and need so, a cushion you need something to fall back on mm-hmm. well Carol thank you so much this is, this has just been such a great conversation and I'm and I'm now feeling your emotional communication because as I said before I, I never really looked at it that way but, but I love that that whole concept so can you tell people where they can learn more about how to communicate at this much deeper level which is which is what we all want 
Yeah, so if they want to read my blog, they can go to my website at mytherapistnc, like North Carolina.org, O-R-G. And we have lots of great articles on there and blog posts that address emotional communication, but also many, many different um, issues that couples face and how to address them or tackle them in a positive way, in a healthy way. So they can just go to the website, mytherapistnc.org, and check it out. Terrific. Because most of us think that all communication requires is to open your mouth and let words come out. And oh, my goodness, is, no. Yeah, that actually is one form of communication, but it isn't the path to real connection and deep intimacy, which is what all humans long for. So words, as we've been talking about, are a small percentage of communication. And my question is, what would move you to learn more? And hopefully you got a lot of information today because I know that I sure did. And so hopefully you'll keep listening to the show. And until next week, stay loving. Stay loving.